Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and this college basketball episode covers select games scheduled to be played on Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. I guess you're here. Check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for primer. What we're about here, show goals, community rules. And as always, remember that no locks and gambling. So it silently provides our loves, likes, and leans. It is A, B, and C grades. Indicate its confidence level with respect to scaling wages. And as I've written up on that website, my official recommendation for the most part, probably should be playing the A-grade plays as they've been pretty profitable on the whole B-grade plays. If you like them, roll with it. C-grade plays, go whichever way you want. That's kind of what we'll model here on this show with this subset of games covering it in this episode. But for the full slate of picks, again, check out that Google Sheet linked in the show description or on the website homepage. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. If you have questions about these games or other games, the best place to get those answers is on our Discord chat. Been getting a lot of people in there lately, answering a lot of questions. Been a lot of fun there talking about games and projections and how both I and Jake and Cousin Jared, all of us, feel about it. You can get there through Patreon. That link is on the ticker and in the show description as well. Lastly, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to see will be profitable each and every day. That is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake, I, I, I say that statement every day. Good and bad variants. And I mentioned this yesterday, but I'm going to actually go a different angle today. One of the things, and I, and I, and I try to talk about this once a week as well, um, when we talk about variants, you know, if you go back to your elementary statistics class, which I know for a lot of you watching this show was a long time ago, or maybe you never had one. Elementary school? No, no you did not take a stats class in elementary school. <laughs> One of the things we talk about is what we call the law of large numbers, which says that as our sample size, some people are like, no, nope, I'm out. <laughs> Clicked off of this show. Law of large numbers says that as our sample size increases, our sample statistics become better estimates of the parameters that we are trying to estimate. And what does that mean? It's a bunch of mumbo jumbo to say the reason I tell people all the time, Bet as many games as you are comfortable with. Never bet something you don't like, but I always encourage people to bet more games than fewer games because when you bet three games, you're going to go 0 for 3, 1 for 3, 2 for 3, or 3 for 3, which means your win percent that day is going to be 0, 33, 67, or 100. And obviously two of those are fun, two of those are not fun. But if you're really able to hit, that's what we're trying to get you to do. If you're really able to get to 53, 54, 55%, the bigger sample size is going to help us get there so I talk about variance, but it's just a good reminder. Uh, I think my picks, I think yesterday on show went one and four. Um, not good, but on the Discord, the plays are going really well. The plays of the day hit two of the three. And if you go to my bet stamp, I think it's at like a 30% ROI right now. It probably won't finish quite that high. I think, I think we're going to lose a couple more here. So I think it'll come down a little bit from that. But it's the idea of I'm not just betting three games and I don't – recommend you to just bet three games or recommend, you know, on a night like tonight with 25, 30 games or whatever, try to find 10 plays. you like, try to find 15 plays, you like mix some totals in there, some team, you know, don't just bet things like crazy, you know, whatever. But the, but if you're betting a handful of things, and again, we're giving out lots of good picks on the discord. We're giving out lots of good picks on the plays of the day. If you're not there, check out that on the website, picks with the slash P O T D for plays of the day. Um, Lots of good picks all around, and they're going to like all the A-grade plays, right? It's like one day the A-grade plays are, are better, and then one day the Discord plays are better, one day the show plays are better, and it's all about the totality of everything is what I guess I'm trying to, to say, and I probably said that probably took about three minutes longer than it should have to say all that. 
<laughs> it's fine. And a big, big secondary point to all that when you're playing all these games, bankroll management is big. So just mm-hmm. know, know what, like, maybe don't go like in college football when you're playing or when you're playing in smaller sports where you're picking fewer games, don't maybe decrease the unit size a little bit so you can spread it out because basketball has so many games every day of the week and it's not all at once a week, maybe once or twice a week. Yeah, one of the one of the most important things in sports betting, uh, we talked about this a little bit in the Discord today, is bankroll management. And we're going to talk about the games, which is what we like, but obviously um, I cannot preach bankroll management enough. Um, I always recommend to people, I talked about it there, I'll just give you a quick little debrief here. I recommend if you're playing all the A plays, play them all about 1% of your bankroll. That your general play should be about 1%, keeps it small that way. Uh, you know, you're never too high on a good day, never too low on a, on a bad We don't want roller coasters. We want constant, slow, and steady. Maybe one day's down, but each week is a little bit up, you know, and, and maybe one week's a little bit down, but then the next two weeks are a little bit up, right? That's what we want, slow and steady, right? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't ever want to encourage people to put in 10% or, or 20% or, or God knows even more percent of, of the bankroll on one game. If you're going to have 20% of your bankroll on risk, it should be hopefully because you've spread it out amongst about 15 different plays. And that's kind of what I'm. I, I try to recommend, but anyway, I, I feel like I'm. I, I'm a, I, the Discord, right? It's final week. I'm kind of getting the itch as a professor. I'm like, I gotta talk. I gotta. I gotta try to help people. I gotta teach. Something. You know? Yeah, like here's the lesson plan for the day, right? We're gonna what we're gonna talk about. I'm gonna just give a lecture, you know. Jake just sitting there like you're a student, like I'm like you're taking notes. Like this is gonna be on the final, Jake. I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> it's all right here, all right here. Oh, uh, hey, I, I and I was that student. I was here. I was. I never like to take notes. I was like I'll remember that, you know. And Sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get to today's slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the college basketball movie or college football content that this channel provides. I already mentioned the Patreon. Check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits to be found there above and beyond what we do here. As I was mentioning earlier, trying to find a way to give out lots of good picks. What we do here is just a subset of that. We've got all sorts of other goodies for lots of good picks. Membership starts at just $3 per month. www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor. Maybe if you're not there, we're still thrilled that you're with us here. Let's get to it. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link, if you're not with them, is in the show description. You can play all the same numbers we are and current as the time of this recording on Tuesday. The reason I talk about Bet Online, it's one of the first ones with lines out. Everybody in the country can use it because it's offshore. And um, for the six digit rotation games, so small schools, it's one of the only ones that has it night before. So it's a good place to, to, to business because you, you can get your money with them uh, earlier than you can a lot of places. So it's always mentioned that. And that's what we use for our official grading purposes. Um, enough rambling. A plus play of the day. Uh, Jake, I don't even remember how many A grade plays. There were about 13-ish, I think, that for today. Right. I think we're going to give out three of them here on show. There's 10 more waiting for you in the Google Sheet. Again, 10 bucks a month, you're able to get that right when I lock the pick. So you already know what all 13 are. We're going to highlight three that we really like here today. But of all those picks, the one that you and I aligned on as the best one, Marshall let us down last night, but we feel good about this one here. Western Kentucky minus seven and a half at Louisville. Jake, this could be the simplest breakdown in the history of this show. I mean, it, like if, if you've been, Cousin Jerry talked about it in his poll preview. If you've been watching basketball, you kind of know what the play is here, right? It's, there, there's there's no reason you should back Louisville right now. I mean, that doesn't mean you should have to back Western Kentucky, but uh, there's they've done nothing right. all year to give you any kind of confidence to take any amount of points with them. Uh, 
I mean, they're like, this is no exaggeration. They might be one of the worst teams in college basketball this year. And that is just outrageous to think about. Well, I, I still think they're definitely better than the bottom 20 or 50 or whatever. Um, I think they might be the worst with regards to deviation from their expectation. I think the yeah. expectation, and we didn't expect them to be a top 20 team necessarily, right? But we expect them to be like at least in the top 100, and they are nowhere near the top 100, and they, they probably aren't near the top 200 either. I mean, when you talk about the fall that they've had, has been just incredible, right? The only team yet to cover a single game this year. Yeah, which is wild. Seems but, I mean, they they rank above 300 in almost every um, offensive and defensive metric. I mean, they do well at not giving up offensive rebounds, but I think that's because their opponents are making open shots or layups. Not yeah. There's not as many opportunities. Yes. Sometimes when you look into those, it's like sometimes some of those sets it's good to be better at, but then you look at it and you think like, well, what does this imply? Oh, it might also mean, right? It's like we're talking yeah. about a team that's, uh, you know, like doesn't get whatever types of rebounds. Like, oh, maybe that's good because they're not, you know, like a team that doesn't get offensive rebounds. Well, maybe that's good. Maybe they're making a lot of their shots, right? You know, you kind of look at it and this gets like, well, maybe yeah. it's their opponents are just making all the shots. So that's why I'm yeah. like, you know. That, that's what it means, <laughs> especially in these last few games. Yeah. I mean, they haven't played a semi-close game since – Appalachian State. The rest, it's just been blowout after blowout. Um, Maui wasn't kind to them, and nothing's been really kind to them. But I mean, Western Kentucky's not a great team by any standard. But I mean, they're far and away the better team here. They're above average offensively and defensively. They they're very good at taking the ball away from the other teams, like whether that's blocking the shots and rebounding it or stealing. And they hit the threes at a high clip. So that's very. I mean, I. That's all you really need here against Louisville. Uh, I think in this Louisville team, I'm not sure how mentally tough they are right now. And I'm not like insulting the players or anything. They, it's just everything in the world is coming down on them. It's got to be discouraging. I've, I've played – I played college baseball, so I played a lot of baseball in my day, high school, college. And when you're on a bad team, it's tough. It grinds on you, wears on you, right? It's not about – it doesn't mean that I was a weak person or anything. It's just it's just tough. It's just hard yeah. when you have this. Like it, it – it's it, – it, it's just not the easiest thing to do as a human to go through something like this and just still show up every single day and continue to put in a hundred percent, you know? Yeah. I mean, you've got those three one point losses at the beginning of the year. And one of those with the shot, a game when he shot that just didn't leave the guy's hand in time. And then he yeah. just yeah. Ran, ran into buzz saws and Maui. And after that, it's been blowouts. Yeah. I just, I don't know how, like once they go down early, I don't know that there's a comeback in them. Yeah, and when you think about this, you got at some point a home crowd that's either going to be out of it, doesn't care, not showing up, right? You know, yeah. you have that possibility. Obviously, you never know when that's going to happen, but that's obviously on the table. Uh, but to me, I think you also touched on a really good point. Louisville with the just literal no guard play whatsoever. They're going to win a game. They're going to cover some games at some point. The numbers are going to get so high, they're going to cover. Um, they're not going to go 0-30 against a spread all season. It's, uh, I will bet all of my money in the world that that will not happen. Eventually, the number will get high. They'll, they'll be getting like 45 points against Virginia, and you'll be like, sure, why not, right? <laughs> but they, they, they're not going to win many games. But when they do win a game, they you know other I think they play Florida A&M or somebody like that. Yeah, something uh, I think that's next. Somebody like that, yeah. So they're going to probably win that. They'll, they'll probably win a conference game somewhere just because it, you keep getting a chance you're going to do it. But when they do spring that upset, it will be an upset. 
it's going to be against a team, I have to imagine, that isn't going to force a lot of turnovers because that's the real way that you can just completely – you basically can put the lid on the bucket for them because it, it, they could, they turn the ball over so much with that weak guard play, and if they're not getting shots up, they can't score. And when they go long stretches without scoring, the other team just run away. It's so Florida State, who Florida State hasn't looked extremely good this year, right? Did to them this weekend. That was an easy winner for a play of the day there because they just had long stretches where they just forced a handful of turnovers. You throw a couple missed shots in with those turnovers, and they had multiple stretches where they'd go four or five minutes without a point. And that's not a recipe to win, and it's not a recipe to cover unless you're getting some ungodly number like 14. We only have to cover seven and a half here. Like I said, Western Kentucky's an above average team. They're not amazing, they're above average. Ken Palm's got Louisville 240th, and that seems like maybe optimistic. Like I could, yeah. I can really see a world where they're more like 300, which is just insane to think about that they might actually be that bad. Cause at some point the prior distribution keeps, he, he's got them there because the prior has to wait for something. It can't completely go away. I know you may be screaming at your television right now or, or your computer or your phone or whatever, but the prior distribution, if you make it go away by this point of the season, your results get worse. I can just tell you that from a mathematical standpoint. So it still has to wait in there because we can't cherry pick. That's not how statistics works. Right. But once that prior gets de-weighted, the season goes along, I, I'm guessing they're going to end up right around 300, which is, again, just bonkers to think about. And a team like West Kentucky is good enough to, to win this game by double digits because Louisville is just not Louisville anymore. Like It wouldn't surprise me if this was a more Western Kentucky crowd than Louisville. Um, it could. It could that's, why, that's why I brought up the crowd. Travel's I mean, not much. Obviously not that far away. Yeah. It's, uh, it, and, I mean, you know, it's going to be hard to tell unless you're listening to the game because both teams are about the same. Red. red. Yeah. Uh, Sideline says again this one that this one should be a nine point victory. And again, I, I really think double digits is where it's at here. I think that the models, I, the models trying to get rid of that prior distribution when we thought Louis would be better, but it just can't shed it yet. So again, models is nine. I really think 10 or 11 is probably more likely. I don't know why this number's here. I think there's a lot of contrarian angles, and sometimes a contrarian angle makes a ton of sense. It's just not the time yet with Louisville. We did try to back them once, and that went terribly. And it's just not a good enough number. If you gave me 15, I'd say, sure, give me the 15. I'll take my chances with Louisville. But I would need just a much bigger number than this. Lane seven and a half seems like a really smart investment. That's our A-plus play of the day, which takes us to the best B-side. Only a handful of B-grade plays here today. Again, this is where if you like it, the model's saying, hey, fire away. It's not a bad idea. Don't blind back all of these. They're not going to be profitable if you play them all. But there are some good ones in here. 9 p.m. Central, UC San Diego at Nevada. Nevada is laying 14 and a half. This UC San Diego team just got destroyed by their crosstown rivals, University of San Diego, I guess rivals. Ish, probably. I don't know. I, although, to be fair, should there be rivals in San Diego? The weather's nice. Everyone should be friendly. Like, there shouldn't be any rivalries there. Should be everyone just surfing, hanging out, you know, eating amazing food. I mean, we, we went down there and visited the. Uh, uh, put the beef fajita and the french fries and that. Oh my gosh, it's fantastic. Anyway, we're going to lay it with Nevada. Laying 14 and a half uh, here as your best B-side. Jake, tell us why. Look, uh, this is a very similar breakdown to what we just talked about. Nevada is the much better team and should have absolutely no problem running away from this. Uh, they they don't turn the ball over. They hit the free throws at a very high clip and they force a good amount of turnovers. I, I don't see a world where UC San Diego is 
going to be in this game. And the number is small enough right now where because I think this is about a 20-point game um, that it makes a lot of sense to grab Nevada. Uh, like, it just – I, I don't know why this like, – this number has gone down. I, I don't know why there's not an injury or anything out there at the moment. There's nothing UC San Diego does that's very special, especially when they have the ball. They've got a bad offense and somehow a worse defense. Um, they rank in the bottom of three-point percentage and turnover percentage. They play slow. And I just – they have no help. They've got a good player in Pope, but they've got no help for him, and I think Nevada's just going to run him out of the gym. They've got three really good guards that are really going to dominate this game. Let's see, this Nevada offense has really impressed me this year, and this UC San Diego defense uh, can give up some points. I, I feel like Nevada's going to be able to name neither, – neither team's you – know, so UC San Diego sure doesn't play fast. Nevada plays about an average pace. Uh, but Nevada's going to be able to name their score. If they want to score more, they will be able to. Uh, Sideline projects that they will land around 75, and sure. I mean, if they wanted 80, sure. I mean, they could score – as much as they really care to in this game, realistically. Uh, Sunland overall projects this to be about a 17-point Nevada victory. So laying 14.5 is a B pick, according to the model. A model is a B pick at 15. 14.5 is looking better. If it gets down to 14, it's probably an A pick. I mean, we're, we're talking about we're almost we're on the precipice already. So 14.5, again, laying with Nevada, I think also a great pick. And I'm going to give you one to a bonus B side. Coastal Carolina getting two points at South Dakota. This one's an 8 p.m. Central game. Uh, Sideline says Coastal should be about a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I, I think that Coastal's the better team by a decent amount here. It is road travel, but I am giving um, South Dakota a, a pretty sizable home court advantage here for that travel getting out there. I just think Coastal's just a much better team. Both these teams have actually – underperformed model expectations by about the same amount. So if that holds true in this one, then on average, Coastal wins this more times than they lose. That means grabbing two points or the equivalent, obviously, money line makes a lot of sense. A lot of times the money lines aren't out at a lot of books yet at this time of night. Taking the money line, though, I think is also a pretty smart investment here. I think Coastal wins this 52, 53, 54, whatever percent of the time. Makes a lot of sense then to grab a couple points just in case it's tight or the plus odds of note. Uh, Coastal hasn't covered a lot, but the model is 1-0 backing South Dakota and 7-1 and fading them. So we faded South Dakota a lot. It's mostly worked out for us. We're going to fade them again here against Coastal Carolina. I was about to say, I've made a lot of money fading South Dakota. So yeah. that's, that's the side I'm pretty much going to be on anytime they're playing a tight number. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, that takes us to Jake on a limb, a game that the model has a C-grade pick on. So, again, the model's just saying, I don't know if you forced me to pick. This is where I'm picking, but the model's not giving you a lot of confidence. But, Jake, you have confidence in this one. You're grabbing six and a half points with UCF at Ole Miss. This one should be a pretty entertaining uh, ball game. Two seven and two teams that are both um, – Early on, playing well, right? Both of them at this point, I maybe maybe can make March Madness. You know, probably on yep. the outside looking in right now, but have a good season. Like it's 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 in front of them. You know, go take care of business, right? Yeah, yeah, they've done a, enough in the non-conference to keep them there, and then they can solidify their resume in their conferences because they both play in pretty good conferences. So they've definitely got a chance in March. And I would think, I mean, this was almost our musty TV game. This is this should be yeah, the, should be a good one. Uh, both teams are very are pretty good. Uh, they have really good coaches with Kermit Davis and uh, Johnny Dawkins. They, I think UCF is just slightly better. Um, they have an ex, a really good defense and an okay offense. They do turn the ball over a little more than what I like for a team 
that I'm backing, but they have a really good effective field goal percentage. They they rebound the ball and they hit threes at a high rate. Uh, they also force turn force turnovers at a high rate. So I think that'll kind of wash out with their turnovers. Um, Taylor Hendricks is the player to watch, though. He's a very athletic forward. He hits about fifty percent of his threes, and and it's not. And he also leads the team in threes attempted. It's not like he's shot five on the year and hit two. Uh, like you know, like he's shooting enough that that number means something. He uh, also leads the team in rebounding and blocks. He's a lot of fun to watch. Ole Miss not a great free throw shooting team, and they're not or a three point shooting team. So I think that hurts in trying to cover this like under seven number here for a tight game. Um, they do hit the offensive boards at a ridiculous rate. I think they're like sixth in the nation or something like that. But I think this game will be very tight. I think it'll be a toss-up. I think there's a slight chance if you want to take a flyer that UCF wins. But with, with it being in Mississippi, I, I'm I'm going to take the points of the UCF as the recommended play. All righty. And that takes us to the total of the day. Uh, got the total of the day here on show yesterday. Missed the total of the day on the website. But the last three days, the only days I started, I was like, I should track what I'm doing on Discord. <laughs> Putting those in the Google Sheet, the totals of the day, uh, totals I've given out on Discord, 15 and three so far. So we're rocking and rolling with totals here the last several days. We're going to go under 134 and a half in Georgia State at Auburn. This is 7 o'clock Central. A tip off. It's the biggest total edge on the board according to the model as of right now. So I think it should be about 129. You got the nice fact that Auburn's a 21 point favorite and should get up big and just rock this baby to sleep. Uh, it, there just shouldn't be a lot happening at the you know the last 10 minutes of this game as teams are just playing it out. Uh, Auburn should run away you know to a nice victory again. They're, they're 21 point favorite. Something says 20 and a half. So. They, you know, we're all kind of aligned on that regard. But again, uh, science says about 129 points. We got five and a half points of value. So we're going under here with these two teams. Um, Jake, rooting for not points. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not fun, but I mean, blowouts and overs don't typically go together. So I, I don't think Auburn, I mean, Auburn could do it, but I don't think they will here because Georgia State's not the team to, make, to keep them interested enough to do it. Yeah, and Georgia State plays a relatively slow pace, and we kind of make assumptions that coaches do the smart thing. And most – I've talked about this a lot. I've, talked about, I've probably talked about this once every couple of weeks, right? Most of the time they do. Sometimes they don't. But, like, you have to imagine Georgia State – I don't even know who's coaching there now – is looking at it saying, we already play slow. Auburn wants to play fast. If we try to play fast, we're going to get run out of the building in a hurry, and it's going to be over by halftime. Like you have to think they know that. You and I know that. It's every, you aren't going to play fast and beat Auburn unless you are really good, and that's your game. And that's neither one of those statements is true for Georgia State. So you have to think they're going to try to do everything they can to slow it down, to stop fast breaks, take every bit of time off the shot clock. That's going to help our under even more. So if they go out with the game plan that they should, this should be an easy under victory uh because it should not it, it just it should be a blowout there shouldn't be a lot of possessions again there's no locks in gambling you never know how it's going to play out but it plays like we think this number is set way too high yeah i totally agree that takes us to the must-see tv game of the day you already mentioned again one that uh, I, I think should be really interesting but this is one uh for sure 
keep your eyeballs on 8 p.m. Central UCLA at Maryland. Maryland uh, is a point and a half favorite. Or I think actually a pick them here by the time we locked. Um, so basically a pick them here totals 141 in a game that sideline says should be Maryland by two. So sideline's locked in a B grade pick on Maryland. Uh, Jake, why is that the right play here in the most interesting game of the night? Yeah, like this should be an incredible game. This should be a st- – Two powerhouse programs going at it. Uh, but I think Maryland is on a little bit of a slide, but I think that second half in Tennessee game, they might have found something, figured something out. They're, they've got a very good borderline elite defense with with a pretty good offense there, too. Their only trouble on offense is the three-point arc, but everything else they do at a very high level. UCLA seems to be playing better, but the, like if you start diving into this little win streak, they really haven't played anybody – Oregon is the best team they played, and Oregon's a pretty good team, but they're not what most people thought they were coming into the year. Uh, they and how many depends? I feel like depends on when you played Oregon, but at some point they only have so many bodies available. I mean, they've just been one of the most injured teams in college basketball. It seems like, yeah, yeah, and it's just terrible luck out there. Um, yeah, but I mean, the the last time they played teams relatively like the same level as Maryland was Illinois and Baylor back to back, and they dropped both those. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, so it's just like it was a dominant win over Oregon either. It was a nine point win. I, th- I think this game could kind of sneak up on them because Maryland's not the big flashy name that Kentucky is, and they've got Kentucky mm-hmm. on Saturday. Uh, I mean, they're an experienced team, so I wouldn't read too much into that because I think the experience kind of will keep them looking at one game, but uh, they sh- they're still struggling with depth. And I mean, this is the same kind of thing with North Carolina. They've got six guys playing real minutes, and then a couple others that are playing like of 10, 12 minutes a game here or there. Uh, I think this will be a very tight and slowish game because the defense, both teams aren't trying to run it up and down the court, but they're not like terribly slow, but you've got two really good defenses that are very good at locking teams down. Um, and I think that'll prevent anybody from pulling away. But I think being at home, Maryland and Maryland, I think Maryland's got a little bit better of an offense. I don't, some of the metrics not, might not set that out, but I, I like Maryland and what they do, especially with Willard. Um, and so I think Maryland gets this game. Well, and the travel. I mean, Los Angeles to Maryland is one of the worst travel spots you can be in. And that matters. Uh, I mean, there's there's a few worse, obviously, but I mean, it's, there's not that many. And, uh, you know, the fact they just play on Saturday at home. So this is just not a great travel spot. Um, it doesn't mean that Maryland will win. It just means at minimum, my recommendation on this is don't play UCLA. Like if you don't play Maryland, I would just pass because taking a team on the road. And, and it's not about a body clock thing. Now, if this was at like 11 a.m. on a Saturday. Ooh, I'd, I'd be all over Maryland, right? But so it's not a body clock thing. It's just that travel, you know, it's not even that they were out there multiple days. They they didn't get out there until Sunday at the earliest, which I assume they did. And it's just a, it's just a tough travel spot. Now, Saturday, talk about playing Kentucky. Now they've been out there. They're accustomed to the travels a whole lot more manageable. So I think if you're going to back UCLA on this little road trip here, I think Kentucky's a lot, makes a lot more sense than doing it here against Maryland. Just a really tough spot for them. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, being at Maryland is like is going to be tough because that's tough they place really to play. love basketball there. Uh, and then Kentucky, I think, is at a neutral site, so I mean, that be oh, is it? I believe, I think, I could be wrong on that, but um, I, I don't know for sure. I just oh, it's at Madison Square Garden, so yeah. yeah. 
and, that, and that's even better then because they're really close from yeah. Maryland to, to New York City. It's not that far. So, yeah, that, again, I'm not saying we should back at UCLA. It's all about the number, right? We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, I'm sure we'll cover that game uh, when we get there. But, um, you know, that's at least a, a better spot for them than this game is. Uh, just a terrible spot here for UCLA. Yes. Uh, that's why we're backing Maryland. Again, so I've updated the, the notation there. Maryland is a pick em. Uh The odds uh, that we locked in on the bet stamp is minus 116 as we're playing Maryland at officially in the must-see TV game of the day, which takes us to overtime. We are just going to throw out a pick that we like here. Two more A-grade plays for you, Jake. You are up first. UAB minus 16 and a half. In a 6 p.m. Central game, sideline says this should be UAB minus 17 and a half. UAB has been better than the model has thought. South Carolina has been worse than the model has thought. So even though the model says 17 and a half, realistically might be 18, 19, 20, something like that. Jake, why is this uh, your overtime recommendation for the viewer? Like Lamont, Paris, and South Carolina are struggling to figure it out. They're just so inconsistent. They they beat Clemson and beat Georgetown, which aren't great wins, but for the level of South Carolina's talent, that those are pretty good wins. But they, then they got blown out by Colorado State, Davidson, Furman, and George Washington. Like they just—I don't think they bring it every game. They just—they've got a bad effective field goal percentage, and they struggle to make shots. Um, and that compounds itself with terrible free throw shooting. Def- defensively, they look lost at times. They just—they just struggle to defend. And a bit of that is new coach trying to get his new things in. Doesn't have his players. Um, so I think Seth Carolina would be better under Paris because I really like him as a coach, but I don't know that this I'm year. I'm glad you salvaged it with that because I feel like that was scathing, man. That was just like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I really do. Like, we backed Chattanooga a lot last year, and he was a big yeah, reason. Yeah, we did. They had Malachi did. Smith, but he was a big reason, too. He was a very, very yeah. good coach. Yeah. Just he's got to get his system involved it's just, here. Isn't it? Yeah. And maybe they'll find the magic the football team found at the end of the year, you yeah. know, come come March and make a nice little tournament run. And that'll, that'll be a lot of fun for all of us to watch. Right. Well, you did not have to throw that dagger at me. Um, kind of honestly, honestly, look, all cards at the table. I kind of forgot <laughs> that, that that whole thing. happened. The, with all the college basketball that we've had in the college football, I mean, that game feels like it was like three right. months ago to me. So, yeah, yeah I kind of – well, especially because after that, South Carolina beat Clemson in that mm-hmm. crazy game and all the talk about that. And so I – sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm still – Still, fun. I live that game every every day. Uh, but UAB is just. Are you? I always I always joke about this. Is that that's you in the Dr Pepper commercial, right? I keep yeah. reliving the Southern game. Oh, <laughs> it's, I keep reliving the South Carolina game over and over. Yeah, it's murderous. Uh, but oh. U, UAB is a very Him very too. good team. Uh, I mean, they're play one of the fastest rates. Everybody's going to talk about their offense. You're going to hear a lot about their offense. A very very good offense, but they've got a an above average defense. defense. Yeah, yeah. that's like they play at a very high level there. I mean, they've got jelly. They give Walker up a lot of points because they play so fast. I mean, at some yeah. point when you play that fast, you're going to give up a lot of points. Yeah, adding the extra possessions in. But I mean, yep. if I if I had that team, I would be Andy Kennedy. I'd be running them fast because I want the, For sure. the ball in Jelly Walker's hands at all possible times, just because it's fun. Yeah. Um, I would be a fan. Uh, it's just they're deep, like they really do a good job of forcing turnovers, which and limiting shots and like. What I mean by limiting shots is they rebound the ball very well and they force you to take bad shots. It's not the shot you want. It's the shot they're willing to give up. Um, I think they get this by at least 20. I know comparing teams is kind of weird and you don't, it's a weird science and it's not exact, but UAB just beat Presbyterian by 30. South Carolina's last game was against Presbyterian and they won by 11. That 19 point difference covers this. 
So. Yeah, and I was I was cautioning people against doing that, but I think I caution people against doing that in a situation where it's like tailed events, where it's like, yeah, that happened, but like that wasn't what we expected. I mean, I, I feel like both of those are kind of about what we expected, and so it's kind of like, well, this kind of play it like we thought, and that kind of play it like we thought, and if this kind of plays it like we think. 19 seems about right. You know, it's not like you're pulling a, oh, well, this, you know, it's like the football thing. Where it's like, oh, this crappy team beat this team. And it's like, well, sure. And it's just one Saturday. Like, it's not the way it's going to play out, you know, most of the time. Um, I'm completely with you, though. UAB, I mean, has a a power five level offense. It's it's elite for, uh, you know, a mid-major uh, it's still very good in general. It's better than a lot of power five offenses, but I mean, they have a l- legit, you know, one of the best group of five or group of five, I guess they're yeah. still group of five, but whatever, mid-major, whatever. One of the best offenses out there, um, excluding, you know, your, you know, your Kansases and your Dukes and your whatever, all that, you know, great offense. So yeah, I'm with you. If you can get that offense and you can get more possessions, you absolutely want to do it. They play fast. They do it. It's exactly what they should be doing. Um, and that's going to help them cover such a big number uh, like this. Obviously, you can't ignore the fact that even though they are much better than South Carolina, it probably never feels bad for a conference USA team to take it to an sec school. So, I mean, there's probably that little bit of in the back of their minds, like we want to take it to them and show them, I don't care that you're part of the sec. We're going to kick your tail. You know, you also got to think of what this says about the South Carolina program where you're traveling to UAB. Yeah, it is interesting. It is an interesting point that, you know, I don't know. Uh, surprising. Not what I expected with regards to the schedule. Um, and that'll take us to my overtime pick. Radford getting 10 points at VCU. Going to take all of these points here. I think it is way too many. Sideline says it should only be 6.4. It's one of the biggest model edges here of all. The, I think it might actually be the biggest. Um, the model has slightly underestimated how good Radford is and is actually overestimated how good VCU is. And so if that trend continues, this sets up to be about a VCU five-point win. Now, you never know how fouls are going to go late, but I love getting a number like this because this is the perfect setup where I think that Radford should be in it. Maybe could pull off the upset, but if they don't, even if they're down five late and there's some fouls, it shouldn't get over 10. It's a great number to grab. I love getting a 10 here with Radford against VCU. Yeah, yeah VCU is not done well this year, so I, I would be all over Radford here too. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that is all the games that we are going to cover here for your Wednesday basketball betting. Jake, any parting words? No, just good luck to everybody who's watching. And, you know, hopefully all your bets cash. And hopefully it's not That's, against me. And I just wish bad luck on myself. There you go. There you go. And someone yesterday put in the comment about a pick that was against the A model. I was like, I mean, good luck, but like I'm against you. So I don't know what to do with that. Like I, I was, I was, I know that people disagree with us. I just like, it's just, it's just sad sometimes because I'm like, I want all you people to win. But also like when I know it's against like on other people, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's like having two kids play each other in sports. It's like, I don't yeah. know who to root for anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can control the sports betting content. We're right on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. We'll be back again tomorrow with more college basketball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your any money.